break it up or whatever. You look like you got into some fisticuffs after a, a contentious baseball game. God. It looks like you're wearing an old-timey baseball jersey. Is that what you're wearing? One of those, like... Baseball jerseys are still the tightest, in my opinion, because they, they've got, like, the buttons down front, right? Do, do baseball jerseys have that, like, right now, like, modern well, baseball jerseys? It is. It's kind of one of the only... Hold on one second. My garage brand that can fucking stick. Baseball jersey. Baseball jersey. God damn it. Image. Dude, they still got the buttons. Do they? I'm ha- I'm pleased to report that they're still rocking with the buttons in the Major League Baseball League, the Major League Baseball League. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty baller. I mean, I guess in it doesn't make sense because in basketball, like them shits could just get ripped. And buttons would just go. <laughs> yeah. It's always, it always really adds to it. <laughs> but <laughs> buttons just flying everywhere. What uh, in the goddamn hell is this thing doing? <laughs> nothing. I swear to God, nothing could just go smoothly. Dude, we'll just use the Zoom recording. Fuck it. Just talking to your microphone. Okay. There we go. All right. I've been using the Zoom recording the last couple of times anyways. I've just been like, man, fuck it. <laughs> All right. I, I just audience listen at home. I have a goddamn goiter on the side of my jaw from, well, what the doctor tells me is a blocked salivary gland. So I'm I'm down bad, man. I was going to tell you, I'm down. I'm down bad. <laughs> it's just one of those afflictions that's not that common. You don't hear about it a whole lot. So it's like I don't even have a reference for what you must be feeling right now. I, I tell you what it feels like. It's not. I wouldn't call it pain so much as, you know, when your jaws pucker when you eat something sour. Yeah, it's like that, but it won't go away. Mm. It's like that feeling constantly. I see. So it's like you want to salivate, but you can't. Well, I don't have a problem. I don't know if they're like the other salivary glands kind of compensate for one that's blocked because there's like (laughs) three on each side of your jaw. It's working overtime. Yeah. Just a lot of spit. But I was talking to the doctor and he was like, yeah, in people your age, this is usually caused by mild dehydration. You know, basically the same concept as a kidney stone. Or by poor oral hygiene. And I was like, Doc, I'm in my oral hygiene bag right now. Just got my teeth cleaned <laughs> for the first time in two years, about a few months ago. I'm uh, in my oral hygiene. I'm in my prime years of oral hygiene, Doc. You don't understand. I'm, I have great oral hygiene. I mean, it's look at those. I mean, brush and floss every day. Your 30s and 40s probably are your prime years of oral hygiene because it's like the one health thing that you feel like you might have some control over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some like if, degree, you can you can go to the gym and eat right and all that stuff, but to some degree, even like your genetics will, you know, in, intervene there in some way. Uh-huh. But. Right. Yeah. Well, enough about my medical de- 
oddities, deformities. You know, it's probably happened to me. God probably smited me for making fun of the inbred royals and their, <laughs> and their medical problems. He's like, I'll show you, pal. Got your ass. I'll show you to make fun of my representatives on Earth. <laughs> I'm going to give you a, a rare benign ailment. <laughs> what if God did exist and to him, yeah, the what do we call that? The monarchy that is in, uh, backed by God, by the authority and legitimacy of God. What do they call that? Uh, theocracies. Mon- is it like absolutism or something? Absolute monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> monarchy backed by God. That's what I'm typing in. <laughs> well, yeah, t- I- <laughs> Technical name for when a monarchy's backed by the living God. What do you call that? That means God signs on. He's like, I endorse your monarchy. <laughs> yeah, I bestow upon you the power to subjugate all these poor motherfuckers. <laughs> Have you ever read about heaven? <laughs> I have walls of jasper and streets of gold. So that is the case. Is God in the 1%? <laughs> Yeah, and I think the thing is, if that was the case, God, therefore, would hate democracy. He would hate it. It's not him backed and, by the full Socrates, or him and Plato. I don't know. Was that democracy? Divine, divine right of kings is what I was. Divine thinking. right of kings. Yeah, yeah. It's the famous <laughs> Ursula K. Le Guin quote, right? It's like capitalism or something. I'm butchering this, but something to the degree of capitalism. Seems like it's hard to overthrow, but so did the divine right of kings at one point. Yeah. Well, with all respects to Ursula, I think it's a little different just in the sense that like power is so diffused now. You can't just look at one guy and be like, that's the dude fucking everything. up." Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like when you got a dude in a tower and you got to go cut his head off and (laughs) cut off his future generations. That's a that's an easy order. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You go round up a bunch of street toughs. You go to the tower and you cut his head yeah. off. Yeah. Now it's like, hmm, where do you start? And even then, the system will just fill back in someone. You know, if like if you hypothetically did Bezos, there will just be a new Bezos. You know, it's not like. Bezos has probably got his heirs mapped out for 10 generations. Yeah. I would say in the line of succession of Bezos, I'd say Pitbull, the rapper, is probably <laughs> number four. So if you kill Bezos and then two more guys, you get Pitbull as the <laughs> richest guy on earth that's like actually runs the show, you know? Mr. Uh-huh. Worldwide. They don't call him Mr. Worldwide for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Just something to keep in mind. Anyways. Yeah. Went to the barber shop yesterday and I told him to be gentle up top and he wasn't. <laughs> and he said, Well, we got to fade that comb over out of there. And he looked at me and said, I'll be honest, it's going to get worse before it gets better. He was and honest like, with you. He just told yeah. you like it was. Yeah. Damn. He's got a long term plan to make me look full and good up top. So I'm going <laughs> to trust the process. Dude, but, that's a that's a big leap. That's a big step. Just you know, trusting someone like that. It's a big. It's a next step in a relationship. I've been a bunch of yes men. I've been trusting every year. It's just been giving me a comb over. You yeah, know? you're right, man. That's the thing. I don't like, want a yes man behind <laughs> in the barber's chair. I want somebody's going to tell me like it is, and give me the Budweiser cold hard facts. 
For all the barbers in the audience, one quick trick to getting more business. Just tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. If if they're done up top, just say, man, listen, you're done. (laughs) Over. Have you considered the Jason Statham look? (laughs) Hold my hand. Walk with me into the light. (laughs) Yeah, man. Meanwhile, he's got a beautiful head of hair or gorgeous (laughs) tight fade. And you're like, hey, can I get something like that? And he's just like, (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think it's for you. Not for you, my man. It wasn't enough, honestly, that God made me bestowed upon me the genetics that he did and took my <laughs> once red for desk locks. But he also had given me this goddamn goiter on the side of my face. Well, let me tell you something about human misery, my friend. There are no absolutes. You've said it many times, and I've now internalized those lessons because it's true. It can always no get justice. worse. You can yeah. always get- <laughs> the people you love the most will betray you. <laughs> Uh, hard to know where to look for some trust and support these days. Yeah. But, uh, we'll keep going. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I finally read the whole article about crypto in Kentucky. Did you read it? I yeah, I've looked at it there. I had, the. Uh, talk to uh um the author for a little bit when he was working on it oh really you knew this was in production yeah 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 that's that when i said you want to go to the crypto mine that was who we were gonna go with damn we could have been in the belly of the beast and yet we chose not to be but that could be a great article trillbillies go to a crypto mine somebody should write that hey if you out there you're looking for a good story Trillbillies go to the crypto mine. <laughs> well, let's just bring. Remember, noisy. Yeah, yeah. That with the EY, back. yeah. With the EY, like, of, damn, they're sloppy and noisy. Yeah. Instead of sending a guy that, uh, you know, the skinniest, nerdiest white guy to the <laughs> south side of Chicago to interview <laughs> drill rappers, it'll just be me and you going into dicey situations. Let's do it. Which is, in essence, basically a lateral move from what I just described. But <laughs> nevertheless, we need we need to need to bring back that hard hitting vice journalism. <laughs> Not at all problematic. <laughs> the um, well, I don't know if you read the whole thing, but towards the very end, an old Trillbilly's favorite shows up like there's a cameo appearance of an old character from what season let's see here pandemic first year 2020 okay. what year was that year four <laughs> sturgill simpson pops up and <laughs> sturgill simpson's running yeah. a crypto mine in harlan county huh? what you want me to read it to you yeah the the, the article is in my favorite new section on the Thomson Reuters Foundation website called Inclusive Economies. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in the Inclusive Economies tab? I actually didn't t- tap on that till just now. Yeah. Uh, welcome, Inclusive, Inca- Inclusive Economies. 
Economies are only truly inclusive when they are equitable, participatory, and sustainable, and when they respect and preserve the environment around us. According to Oxfam, what is Oxfam? And it's funny they have that name. Like, yo, we're Oxfam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like old- enough. I always think of Oxfam is is it like one of those like sort of like UNICEF or I think so. Yeah, you know, one of those NGO type deals. Or one of those like or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a large NGO, like a large human rights NGO, probably like Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International. Dude, the best shit in the world is that Amnesty International poster that's like the greatest dagger you can deliver to the heart of tyranny is writing a letter to Amnesty International <laughs> and it's got to type. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know like, make sure about? the Holocaust. Yeah. Make sure the Holocaust never happens again by <laughs> writing to Amnesty International. Right. Right. And it might also say, and your congressman on there. I want to, I want to start one of those UNICEF uh, Oxfam type outfits called Portly. But we celebrate <laughs> we celebrate fat guy genius, like moving the buttons on your jeans over a little closer. So even when you grow a little, put on some weight, you can still button them. Yeah, there we go. Our founder was Lyndon Baines Johnson. Because <laughs> <laughs> his weight fluctuated 15 pounds a month and his pants didn't give him enough room in the crotch. Um, yeah, uh Ox Oxfam and Portly. Yo, we're Oxfam and Portly. <laughs> yeah. The according to Oxfam, the world's 26 richest people own as much as 50% of the world's force. What the fuck is this? What is the Thomson Reuters Foundation? I've got a lot of questions already. Who I are think we? it's just I think it's just Reuters. I think that's just their Christian name. Who we are. Download an overview. Just tell me who you are. It's this is their Christian name. <laughs> I think so. I think it's just Reuters, but whatever. We use the combined power of journalism and the law to build global awareness of critical issues faced by humanity. <laughs> the combined power of journalism and a law, huh? <laughs> or did you say the law? I said the law, but I thought you said a law. I was like, <laughs> wow. We use that's that's what we use here at True Pretty. We use the combined power of journalism and Allah. And it's the hard to the unimpeachable living God. (laughs) And the power Um, of the pen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To build global awareness of critical issues faced by humanity, inspire collective leadership and help shape a prosperous world where no one is left behind. And then it says who funds them. People like us and, and charitable donations. And our work is supported by an annual donation from Thomson Reuters and via project funding specifically dedicated to supporting our current services. Anyways, back to inclusive in- economies. The global economy is now five times larger than it was 50 years ago, but inequality is rising and more people are excluded than ever. Around the world, 40.3 million people live in conditions of slavery. 10 million of them are children. 24.9 million of them trapped in forced labor, hiding at the bottom of global supply chains. And some 4.8 million people are victims of commercial sexual exploitation. Damn, this is fucked up. 
the climate crisis has also risen to the top of the international agenda with global. Yeah, you get you get the idea. You get the idea. Uh, <laughs> I can't I can't hear the word agenda without wanting to make a joke about the gay agenda. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny. Just that the gay agenda was like what set some of these guys off. Yeah, it was, crit- <laughs> you know, critical race theory now or whatever. But back then it was the gay agenda. It was. It was big gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was dope. When big gay was running the shots. <laughs> calling the shots the halcyon days right the halcyon days of <laughs> um anyways it sounds like an ngo journalism operation it's sort of like remember the center for public interest or something like that they did that black lung series i think it was the public integrity that's what it was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great name by the way like they no this- institution in america has any integrity whatsoever yeah <laughs> Yeah. Except Portly. Except Portly. (laughs) Portly has a lot of integrity. Portly is, yeah, we're guided by the principles of our founder, Linda Banks Johnson. (laughs) Okay, coal to crypto. All right, anyways, back to the original article. Sorry, I already had to go through a few hyperlinks. I get a little hyperlink happy at the beginning of articles sometime, man. Yeah, who doesn't? That's why I don't finish a lot of articles. I start reading and then I start clicking the hyperlinks. And then before you know it. Uh, just a little update on my condition. It feels like maybe I felt a little. Movement? Do you have some oh, movement? I think a stone is. I think I'm, I think I'm on the mend a little bit. See, dude, this is the power of conversation this is laughter laughter is the best medicine (laughs) that's what they say that's it truly is um coal to crypto the gold rush bringing bitcoin miners to kentucky it's a bit of a long one but i'll try to skip around Um, In a ravine deep in the Appalachian Mountains, Warren Rogers stands on the ruins of an abandoned coal washing plant that used to prepare hundreds of tons of fuel a day for transport through the tiny town of Belfry, Kentucky. Read that from the top again. I want to make one editor's adjustment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In a ravine deep in the Appalachian Mountains, Warren Rogers stands on the stands on the shoulders of giants. Yep, I already I disagree with you with the framing. Stop defining Appalachia by its poverty and its rubble. <laughs> yeah. His construction crews have been putting in 10 to 12 hour shifts through the winter, retrofitting the old site to power a new kind of extractive operation, mining the digital currency Bitcoin. We're trying to digitize coal, said Rogers, the chief strategy officer of Blockware Solutions a Bitcoin mining giant that is expanding rapidly in Eastern Kentucky. Over the past years, Rogers, a former venture capitalist, like, I I don't know, like, what is a, is that one of those things like being like a Nazi in World War II? Like you, you can't ever take off the uniform. If you were once a venture capitalist, you're always a venture capitalist. (laughs) Yeah. But instead of like carving a swastika in your head, you just wear like a, I don't know, whatever JD Vance wears. (laughs) Like a blazer and some bad jeans. Um, 
Over the past years, Rogers, a former venture capitalist, has been crisscrossing Appalachia on the hunt for new Bitcoin mining sites and the power to run them. <laughs> this is hilarious, dude. This quote fucking dropped me. This quote got me. We own a money printing machine, Roger said. <laughs> like every good scam, every time you see a movie and they're like on the bottom floor of a scam, like what was that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Like catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. It was just like printing money and like Tom Hanks walks in. It's just like, like that's a good sign that you're on the bottom floor of a scam. If you say it's a virtual printing money printing machine. Yeah, I also like how they've just like, you remember who was the uh, Kentucky state legislature that was recorded as saying he likes the Benjamins on a recorded line? I remember that. Who Who was it? Ken Hall? Keith Hall, I think it was his name. Yeah, yeah. It's like this guy's just stripped away the pretense. He's like, okay, what this is, is (laughs) it's a money making venture. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, it's I, I can appreciate that because for years, all the crypto guys have been talking about how like this is like this sort of like godsend, like whatever. It's going to change the way we do contracts and whatever, whatever, whatever. But this guy's just like, yeah, nah, we're just basically printing money here. It's honestly it reminds me of that scene in There Will Be Blood where he's like, there's an ocean of oil beneath our feet. I'm the only one who can get at it. You know what I mean? It's like sort of drunk with like hubris and power. There's an ocean of an immaterial, highly hostile uh, (laughs) asset underneath our feet. And all we got to do to get at it is build this warehouse with a bunch of gateway computers running around the clock in it. And we need some fans too. staffed with six employees. (laughs) Yeah. At least two of which have to be an out-of-work coal miner so we can say we're doing the mine-to-mines thing. Later on in this article, they will say that, like, every Bitcoin mine is, like, they're hiring, like, 7 to 12 people. And it's hilarious because that is literally less employees than a single McDonald's. This is, like, why would you write an entire article about opening one Arby's in Hazard? Like, this, that's, the, that's the only amount of jobs it's creating. Yeah, I know. I know. There, I mean, put that in perspective. I ran a duplex and there is more people in both these units than work at <laughs> any one of these Bitcoin plants. Yeah. Um, we own a money printing machine, Rogers said, ga- gazing at a tangle of power lines, which descend the steep hills and connect to a pair of rusted old buildings where his team is installing rows of Chinese made Bitcoin mining computers. We're building our own Fort Knox, he told the Thomson Reuters Foundation. <laughs> just drunk with power, just the hubris. <laughs> I'm the only one who can get at it. <laughs> Dude, and it, it really is pretty funny. Like that he's right. We're, we're building our own Fort Knox here. <laughs> uh, when the planned construction is done, the facility will create up to three Bitcoins per day. Worth over $100,000, all the while sucking more power than all the houses in Belfry combined, based on estimates from Blockware Solutions. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are created or mined by high-powered computers competing to solve complex mathematical puzzles. It's a process that guzzles energy and fuels planet heating emissions. 
Meanwhile, there is debate around how effectively such operations can replace jobs lost when coal mines and other fossil fuel businesses shut. In 2016, um, blah, 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 blah. The Belfry operation will provide between five and 10 full-time jobs, Rogers said, paying $23 an hour, nearly three times the minimum wage. Hey, we're, think about this, okay? I read somewhere once that every McDonald's employee creates $100,000 in value for, every, for like every McDonald's stockholder. Uh-huh. If this guy claims that they're making... Let's assume they're working an eight-hour shift, right? Uh-huh. Standard eight-hour shift. Let's do the math here. By his own admission, they're creating $100,000 a day in value, right? <laughs> right. And they're staffing how many people? Like, uh, what would this one say? Five to ten full-time jobs? <laughs> Let's split the difference. Call it eight, okay? Times okay. 23 times eight. So they're spending $1,472 a day to make $100,000. That is insane. So let me just tell you guys something. You're getting fucked in the ass so hard. It's not even funny. (laughs) Such a that means some asshole that just built this like very just like sort of, uh, you know, chancy facility is making $98,548 a day on the backs of eight guys making a grand total of $1,472 a day. Well, dude, that is a fascinating observation because there's something about the way they build these jobs that I want to get into. I'll keep going here. I'll flag it when we get to it. Uh, The Kentucky boom comes as environmentalists campaign to limit the spread of Bitcoin mining, which consumes as much energy as a country about the size of Malaysia each year. China banned all crypto transactions and mining in September, citing energy concerns. I didn't know that, actually. Interesting. China was in China. Well, hold on a second. second. China said that Bitcoin was a bridge too far. Yeah. Yeah. They said, well, I think it's because their energy, I think they're still sort of they were concerned. The Chinese were concerned about the energy consumption of Bitcoin. I think so. Yeah. I wonder how much like waste there is. I mean, it's a pretty planned economy, right? Like, I mean, it's like capitalist. But it's like, right. Like, I'm sure I didn't mean to make that sound like that. uh, The Chinese are just wanting like uh climate change uh, accelerationists or anything like that through their industries. I'm sure they have this stuff sort of, you know, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about China. I'm just, I don't either, but I do know that if you're like, you know, you make everything in the goddamn world, that probably requires a lot of energy and it is a little alarming for them to say, "Eh, that's a little too much for us. Right. I mean, it it seems to me that an economy like theirs probably needs to remain somewhat sleek and efficient and like if you're just gonna like send all this energy to this industry that isn't really a guarantee it is kind of a gamble it all depends on like how good your algorithms and shit are right like right i guess (laughs) i I guess i guess so uh yeah i kind of here's my thought on like i heard somebody say this about nfts and it might have been like the only smart thing I've ever heard said about an NFT and they were like, well, in essence, it's like owning your own masters from like music or whatever. Like you own 
the original. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Which I could dig that if like every NFT was like Bob Dylan's catalog, but it's not. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's (laughs) ugly ass picture of a monkey. Well, that's such a stupid ass comparison, though, because they're so overinflated in value. Right. Like a, a song which takes much more creative energy and labor and intelligence is in this schematic like penny worth pennies on the dollar as opposed to this digital visual image that was made in like three seconds, three milliseconds probably by an algorithm or something. Yeah. Like what? what is the value imparted there? That's a good question. That I don't know. I don't know. Did, did you see, have you seen this? I saw this, I heard this on uh, Time Crisis this week, but they were talking about a lot of these venture capital firms and finance outfits are buying up catalogs of artists. You know what I mean? Like, I know famously Bob Dylan, Paul yeah, Simon. Yeah, yeah. And I think I Neil, I think Neil yeah, Neil Young sold what half of his catalog. And we'll get into that maybe on a later episode. So I don't want to get too much into that. But one thing I thought was interesting was that they brought up was somebody somewhere uh value value Motley Cruz catalog as equal to Neil Young's <laughs> thoughts. Hey dude, it depends. I mean, you gotta look at it. Like this, though, a lot more drugs went into those albums and drugs cost money. All right. So <clears throat> maybe whose albums, Neil Young's or Motley Crue? Or- Motley Crue. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I know. It's not, it's not like Neil Young famously made <laughs> on the beach half like some sort of homemade Cajun fucking <laughs> angel dust. <laughs> no, I'm saying that Motley Crue had like four Neil Young's in it, whereas Mo- whereas Neil Young was just I guess he just had crazy had- horse. Yeah. And then he had what uh, was it? Uh, which one of the um, Kershaw brothers, Doug or Rusty? I can't remember. Basically, was the brains behind on the beach, and I would make the stuff. Yeah, he would make this like homemade stuff. They would get high off of it. Was like a wax, like maybe it was just some kind of wax or something. Like I can't remember. Those are cocaine rice stuffs, but they were like they stayed dusted during the sessions for on the beach. <laughs> I, for a second, I thought you meant Sammy Kershaw. She don't know she's beautiful. Of she don't know she's beautiful fame. <laughs> uh, I've long wondered if Sammy is kin to Doug and Rusty Kershaw. They're all from Louisiana, all Cajuns. You could tell. Don't time and time I told her so. We got that nasally. Yeah. Um, Eat some onion rings and watch TV. Um. Okay. It's uh, the Charlie Daniels of the Torque Ranch is one of the best lines in any song ever. <laughs> anyway, How did we get on back, back? I I took us on diversion with. Uh, I uh, see. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's catalogs. get back. China banned all crypto transactions and mining in September, citing energy concerns. And New York legislators recently introduced a bill to ban Bitcoin mining, saying it undermined the state's climate goals. Kentucky, however, is hoping to woo miners from all over the world. Dude, I found out a lot of crazy shit about Kentucky in this article. <laughs> um, I don't see anyone who can compete with Kentucky in Bitcoin mining, said State Senator Brandon Smith, who has traveled the world pitching Kentucky as a prime location for mining operations. He's not the character I was referring to, by the way. 
and let's call it what it is. Brandon uh, Smith probably wasn't traveling the world searching for pitching Kentucky. He was probably <laughs> looking for a <clears throat> never mind. I have to be a little more <laughs> judicious in my inflammatory rhetoric these days. Uh, last year, Smith, who chairs the Natural Resources Committee in the state Senate, spearheaded a, ta- a package of tax incentives for Bitcoin miners. The law was so- signed by the governor in March 2021. It would cost Kentucky taxpayers about $9 million a year in lost tax revenue, though Bitcoin proponents say that will be outweighed by the broader economic benefits the industry brings, such as jobs and out-of-state investment. So it's like, yeah, okay, so like they're rolling the red carpet out, right? Right. For Bitcoin. Um, you know, a bunch of tax abatements and stuff like that. Like they they don't there's no cost for them relocating here. Yeah, it's it it is so I think a lot of like uh Ari's reporting is like um based on the idea that a lot of these Bitcoin outfits are getting ran out of the northeast, right? Because of like kind of what we were talking about, like some nimbyism, that kind of stuff. Right. Just is a little too low brow for the people in Greenwich or wherever. You know what I mean? Right. So you know what that means? All the Southern governors that are dying for something, one big idea. Hey, hey, no taxes. Yeah. We'll give you money even. Come down, please, please. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, you're creating. It's so funny to see that we're so desperate that we're staking our economic futures. on. I mean, you're going to see like the teacher's pension fund probably funded by like nfts and bitcoin in the not too distant future <laughs> that type of shit we're betting big on the most volatile asset that loses like so much value like every every couple of years it like bitcoin has a huge like thing where it loses like trillions in assets <laughs> there were billions in assets yeah don't you think it sort of seems like to me that in the last couple of weeks the nft craze has kind of died down a little bit it just seems to me like you're not you are you haven't you're not hearing about it as much. It seems like right around the time of the Super Bowl, it was it was all anybody was fucking talking about. Even Larry David did the commercial. Yeah, it is funny. It's almost like it was like they made one big score and got out. Um, last November, Senator Smith briefly became the co-owner of a Bitcoin mining operation in the Appalachian town of Inez. He pulled out of the company called Biofuel Mining in February 2022 and did not receive any tax incentives for the project. He's still hoping he's still working to make Kentucky a global hotspot for Bitcoin mining. Uh, We want to raise a flag and say to Bitcoin miners, come to Kentucky. Many large U.S. states have attracted significant Bitcoin mining investment in recent months, but Kentucky is emerging as a small powerhouse. This is the part that I was talking about. With its fossil fuel heavy energy supply, Kentucky produces more carbon from cryptocurrency mining than any other U.S. state, according to economist Alex DeVries. Did you know that? No. That's crazy. No, I knew it's. I, I knew about some of these operations. I know there's one out west, I think, in Calvert City or Campbellsville, somewhere like that. But, like, yeah, I guess now they're just proliferating a bit. They are fucking, like, swarming here. Yeah. Well, dude, it's crazy to think about. I guess it's because what, like in Eastern Kentucky in the summer, it doesn't get that hot. I mean, it gets pretty fucking hot, but like I lived in Texas and, you know, how hot it gets here in the summers and how hot it gets in Texas. There's not even any comparison like out there. It sucks. 
Ass. You want to do the pissing contest where we talk about dry heat versus humidity? <laughs> In Austin, love, one of my favorite things that people do. Yeah, but then just for no reason. <laughs> well, everybody has to like prove that they've had it harder. Yeah, yeah. That's well, yeah, you know, y'all got that dry heat out west, and here it's <laughs> a little more humid. So, <laughs> um, he estimates the state's carbon footprint at 3.1 megatons of carbon dioxide a year, the equivalent of running 650,000 passenger vehicles. <laughs> I would be curious to know if the state of Kentucky, good, what, good. what the state of Kentucky, if you could sort of privatize carbon footprints, I would be interested to see what the state of Kentucky's has been just after being like the world's most productive coal field for so long, up until like the last 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it's been. Uh, uh-huh. And now this, <laughs> I know it's where like one, one small facility is, is using more power than like whole towns that they're in. <laughs> I know. In the meantime, uh, Bitcoin mines have been springing up across the state on top of abandoned coal mines alongside highways in industrial parks, high in the mountains and deep in shell gas fields hooked up to abandoned gas wells. It's fucking nuts, man. How like, the extractive industry that took place here like 20 years ago left behind a lot of infrastructure that is making it amenable to locating these facilities here. It's kind of like maybe the weather is maybe they would much rather go farther north, but if they can just like come down here and like hook up to an abandoned gas well, it's like, yeah. Where there's I don't more know, or less like, four complete seasons, so it's like that is bizarre. It's fucking weird because some of them are setting up in abandoned power plants and like using the infrastructure of the power plant to mine the Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's fucking yeah. <laughs> It's like you go to a Bitcoin facility. And it looks like do you watch that show uh, Archive 81 or something like that? Never heard of it. It was on Netflix. It was like, you know, it was like one of the 800 shows that gets to be like the talk of the town for like three days and then just kind of goes away. Right. But there's there's a guy that's like in this facility that's just been like totally left in disrepair or whatever. And it's like it's thinking about like these guys are printing money in like just like these places like when we were in Harlan County the other day, like or recently, you know, it's like these like abandoned like cold temples and different shit just like strange say the least it's you know it's cheaper for them because they have to build new facilities and infrastructure you know they have to make more sort of expenses less overhead i guess yeah and the weather is decent i don't know it's just an interesting sort of coalescence of several different forces you know yeah um, the precise energy mix and climate change impact of these operations is hard to pin down, blah, blah, blah. Investors from New York, Texas, and San Francisco are racing to find suitable pro- sites in Kentucky, forming local entities to prospect in the Appalachian region of eastern Kentucky, where le- land is cheap and power abundant. At least four new operations have announced plans to build or expand Bitcoin operations there since late 2021. Um, and then it goes on to talk about like Martin County. Um, a fascinating anecdote from here was 
about how in Martin County there is a hulking metal trash incinerator that was just recently built. It will burn and gasify municipal waste trucked in from across the country, creating energy that local Bitcoin miners plan to divert to their operations. After years of experimenting, the waste energy technology is now ready for prime time, said John Burke, a former coal mine operator who co-owns the facility. Some people say it smells like trash, but it smells like money to me, said Burke, who grew up in neighboring Floyd County. Um, oh, boy. It, yeah. Uh, once a Bitcoin mine being set up around the plant becomes operational, the power will instead be routed to it, says Wes Hamilton, a local businessman. The vast majority of Bitcoin mining operations in Kentucky do not generate their own power, but draw on the state's carbon intensive grid. Um, the incinerator facility in Martin County is part of an ambitious Bitcoin based. <laughs> this is an incredible sentence. Uh Part of an ambitious Bitcoin-based economic revival plan by the small businessman, Wes Hamilton, who was co-director of biofuel mining with Brandon Smith until the senator left this January. Like, look, damn dog, look at my just transition. <laughs> and it's funny. It's like all these sort of just transition projects that all the NGOs and everybody's been pining for for years were all really just to put infrastructure in place for this Bitcoin for <laughs> including that like all these solar projects and all that shit like all just this whole time like late in the game just like character reveal villain reveal like this whole time Whoopsie Daisy, we were doing dude, it for Bitcoin, dude. It's I just did the numbers here, and if those numbers are correct and those values of Bitcoin stay the same, which they won't, but let's say they do, these guys are printing about thirty-eight million dollars a year, and their overhead is about <laughs> half a million bucks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I mean, I don't even know with all the tax incentives and stuff, it's probably way more lucrative than that. But it's like just transparently a fucking scheme. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a good article. I didn't mean to imply at the beginning that it wasn't. I, the only reason I was interested in Thomas Reuters Foundation is, you know, I'm, I'm a little paranoid. You got to know. You got to know about the sources you're reading from, man. Right. right. Um. But there's a the way this is all framed up here in a second was fucking phenomenal. My passion is to change the economic face of this region, Hamilton said, showing off shipping containers full of thousands of Bitcoin mining computers arrayed a stone's throw from the trash gasifier. <laughs> Just like, I love that sentence. My passion is to change the economic face of this region. Like, I wake up every day and say that to myself in the mirror. I'm not, listen, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to go, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, guillotine guy circa 2017, but there could be a cool cosmic justice if you could, I don't know, put one of these guys in a trash gasifier. Or if they ended, <laughs> I should say, if they ended up in one, you know. What does it mean to be gasified? What kind of experience would that be like? Would it be like instant? Are you just kind of, are you like the blue? You just become vapor as soon if, as you like hit it. Yeah, right. Like in Watchmen. Yeah, First you're yeah. there and then it's your just your dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, I mean, also, okay, as I read this, like, honestly, if Bitcoin didn't take so much energy, if it wasn't a complete suck on the resources around it, I guess I wouldn't theoretically oppose it. I mean, yes, it's a it's a capitalist industry just like any other. And so there's going to be exploitation, exploitation there. and all that kind of stuff. But like as a sort of mode of political economy, it kind of makes sense. And I guess I've kind of said that we both of us have said that for years, like the future of this place will probably be like 3D printing and stuff, just very yeah. small scale operations, just like a Bitcoin mining facility. Yeah. But like, um, but the, the thing is, is it is also a massive sink on resources. And so it's like, you know, this is a, that in and of itself will create contradictions and problems further on down the line, just like the coal industry did with surface mining and shit. Well, I'm curious if there's a situation where Bitcoin loses all its value at some point, not all of its value, but let's say you're mining, you're running Bitcoin at a loss at mm -hmm. some point. And then you're just like, well, we just got to get through the lean years. And then like, they just go in the toilet because like energy prices are probably, you know, continuing yeah. to go through the roof but then like bitcoin's just down here like it would be I, I don't know what will happen in the future of bitcoin i'm not going to prognosticate about it but it would be interesting if you got to a point where like it's not advantageous to mine bitcoin anymore not because it doesn't have any value or anything but the value has sunk to the point that like the overhead has now risen in terms of like what you pay in power bills and whatever yeah, it's weird to think about. I feel like it's going to be around for a long time just because it has a compelling story to it that people buy in to ideologically. Like, yeah, this is the way we fight the power, man. It's like decentralized currency. This is how we fight back. You know, I think that like that ideological narrative behind it kind of makes it compelling. Right. And until that is dealt with by like any world, by any government worldwide, then I don't. I don't know, but I guess China's cracking down on it. So I don't know, man. Maybe China's like they made powerful enemies with the Bitcoin people, the crypto people. Uh, they maybe the crypto people made powerful enemies with China. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Anyways, back to Martin County. Uh, then we get some stats about Martin County. Uh, high poverty rate, blah, blah, blah. Investors from around the country are descending on the can. Also, the place where Tom and I got to be in the room for a devil's milkshake. <laughs> yeah, and where Kodak Black was locked up and converted to Judaism. Uh-huh, yeah. Investors from around the country are descending on Martin County, where Hamilton pitches them on his vision for Bitcoin mining powered entirely from trash. <laughs> okay, I so mean, I just want to say something here. So <laughs> that's what the vaporizer, though, right? That's what? So what they're going to do is they're going to vaporize the trash, and that's going to create energy somehow to power yeah. Bitcoin facilities. Yes. That's so the future, the future of, of Eastern Kentucky rural economy is essentially going to be finding arcane ways to create energy for Bitcoin facilities, for <laughs> arcane currencies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess arcane might not be the right word for Bitcoin. Uh, but yeah, it, <laughs> so it's interesting at least, but it's just very, it trips all of my 
bullshit detectors. You know what I mean? Like all at once. <laughs> well, also, it's like it's kind of clever. I'll give it that they they should lean into this. Honestly, just pay me two hundred fifty thousand up front uh, finders fee for this one. But lean into this. Like, what do you see most often driving around the haulers of Eastern Kentucky? Just people burning the trash. I mean, right. they've made it. They've managed to make it a local, like, you know, local ritual thing. It's just like, no, we're keeping heritage live here. What if we burned this, but it also made me and my buddies millions of dollars? <laughs> Help exactly. cut, it cut cut into our overhead. Yeah. It's pretty genius, honestly. The crown jewel. Oh, wait, I just plopped down $50,000 for a few machines. Why not? Said Adam Kohler, a Bitcoin investor who lives in Cincinnati and drove down in December to see Hamilton's operation. The crown jewel of Hamilton's plan is to open a center to train out of work locals to repair <laughs> broken down Bitcoin mining machines <laughs> built by the Chinese company Bitmain. Um, <laughs> Bitmain. Bitmain. <laughs> That's who we're going to contract for that coin. <laughs> That's right. Bit, bit Bitmain's first single, that coin. <laughs> it's the newest. It sounds like the newest guy signed a 1017 brick squad. <laughs> um, so far, seven technicians have been trained, Hamilton said, adding that his company employed another 25 people in areas, including maintenance, construction, and electrical work. Core Scientific, a Bitcoin mining giant that announced plans to invest over $44 million in Western Kentucky in 2018, predicted in its application for government financial incentives that it would create a total of 35 jobs. <laughs> There's no doubt jobs are needed here, said Colby Kirk, the judge executive of Martin County, the highest ranking elected official in, in the county. People drive one or two hours to find work. Young people leave because they see no future. He wishes the local Bitcoin operation success but it is not sold on bitcoin as a silver bullet for economic revival can i just say something about what all these like dumb bastards i'm like at my wits end with like eastern kentucky leadership even like you know usually it's like i just kind of like make fun of them or whatever but i think well you know they're just good old boys trying to do the best that they're not though uh -huh. So what these fuckers don't understand is that like, oh, well, there's young people don't see any future. Well, you don't build somebody's future or get anybody excited about the future with fucking jobs. It has to be like a total project. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You all build these ugly fucking pieces of shit all over the fucking place. Like you, you invest nothing in like you're just your basic infrastructure or anything like that. You're like, well, I wonder why nobody sees the future. Well, it's a grim fucking place to be, man. And no amount of $23 an hour jobs is ever going to fucking change the fact that you have the ugliest eye in the world <laughs> and you have no vision of the future <laughs> outside of, oh, how can I create an industry that I can pay people enough to keep them around and not too miserable, but I can still make millions of dollars off of. And this is the perfect checks every, every box for that. And I know, listen, I hate to be like a fucking malcontent sort of pissy guy all the time but this shit fucking kills me because we have but the dumbest fucking people in the world figuring out ways to prosper and like ruling over these like grim little fiefdoms in eastern kentucky where they can just say to some guy that's donated his life and lungs to some fucking cunt somewhere else and say well buddy we're going to get you back up there we're going to get you 23 dollars an hour we're just going to get you some job training and da 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 
it's like but, no man it's like you you have to build a fucking society yeah it ain't yeah. about it it's not about you could you could build a goddamn yeah the horse comes soap factory or whatever man it's not gonna get anybody excited to stick around i'm gonna go stick around here in this fucking anyway i'm sorry that's just well the the way the jobs are kind of build is very interesting um or wait let me finish let me read this part about okay then there's a segment called tax tax breaks as part of kentucky's drive to woo bitcoin miners legislation written by smith allows miners who invest more than a million dollars in the state to have their sales taxes waived miners can also avoid paying sales tax on electricity bills and smith is pushing forward another batch of legislation that would give cryptocurrency similar legal status to traditional currencies um, such as allowing them to be passed on to heirs, something now difficult to manage. <laughs> Hell yeah, Brandon. He's it, like, he's looking at he's he's looking out for his future, his progeny. And it's so great. It's like in the future, the fucking white cokes of the world are gonna uh, be fighting the estate tax on these crypto and these like assets that weren't even like real in their father's time, really. right? <laughs> right. the question is how do we get people to come here instead of west virginia texas or pennsylvania asked daniel mudd a lawyer in louisville <laughs> his firm is fielding an influx of inquiries from bitcoin miners trying to understand the tax breaks available to them in kentucky blockware and silicon valley based bitcoin mining firm prime block are among the out-of-state firms that are exploring kentucky's tax breaks um, Senator Smith said his office is getting a constant stream of queries from Bitcoin miners about how to take advantage of the tax breaks. Though he says the state has so, so far been slow to actually approve applicants. On top of the tax incentives, Kentucky's existing power infrastructure is itself a major draw, the companies say. The state is studded with abandoned industrial and coal sites already wired to handle large-scale energy supplies. That's what I'm talking about, dude. See? Yeah. You're, it's all been... <laughs> It's just a con. It's just like a perfect combination of industrial abandonment meeting that kind of like nascent NGO driven sort of theory of change. That was well, we got all this stuff sitting around. What are we going to do with it? Right. If it's the question people in the NGO sphere have been asking themselves for a long time, what are we going to do with all these old abandoned coal sites? Well, here's the future, baby. Well, the fascinating thing about that is that there is contradictions even within that. So, for example, let's see, let's see, let's see. This is a long article, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have brought such a long one to the table today. Um, some Bitcoin, uh, some development specialists are skeptical that Bitcoin incentives will help produce blah, 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 blah. Still, for the locals who have found work in the Bitcoin mining facilities, it can feel like a big break. I've seen all of my family in coal mines for my whole life getting their backs broken, said Ethan Asslinger, 22, from Harlan. Uh, he was recently hired by Prime Block, the Silicon Valley firm, as one of 10 promised local hires. All right, now here we, here we come to the way these jobs are described and billed. So they say that these jobs are and it's like they kind of do it subtly like they they don't really like explain what they mean by this. But the two job requirements of these jobs are to do routine maintenance on their mining operations and guarding the operation. So it kind of feels like there's a kind of like law enforcement or security 
I guess, element tied into this. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. They're, these guys are just the muscle to protect these facilities. I guess so. Because what else, what do you do other than, I mean, I'm sure that like, if you're not just going to trust some, you know, unwashed Philistine with your money printing machine, <laughs> you know, it's like, what are these jobs? Are they just there to appease like the people that say, well, we got to, you know, if we're going to sell people on this, we got to make a couple of jobs and they're really just kind of bullshit jobs, you know? I would bet they, yeah, I guess they're just guard jobs. They're basically just hiring security guards. <laughs> yeah. But here's another a bigger question, I think. In this sort of mad dash, and it's interesting because Brandon Young has been, or Brandon Young, <laughs> Brandon Smith has been one of these guys. <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Young is my friend whose mom caught him masturbating one time. This, is, this guy, guy's not a state senator. Brandon Smith is. Rest assured. Yeah. Uh, uh brandon smith is and uh it makes me it it makes me wonder if like this sort of mad dash to like buy up all these coal mining facilities that were running coal at a loss you know i my my first hypothesis was well maybe trump has just made it advantageous with the tax breaks to run coal at a loss or whatever but maybe these guys just got in on the ground floor of the future and knew that like all these sort of facilities were going to be moving here. And it's like, Oh, well, if I just get one of these old fucking coal mines that are still wired, you know, to handle these things that you're talking about. Right. And I'm getting in on the ground floor. I'm like ready just to slide right in there and put Bitcoin facilities on it or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if that was in the calculus or if it's just a happy accident. I think it was probably, man, that's a great question. Because like some of these acquisitions made no goddamn sense, right? At all, and people just started buying up the coal mines at like for pennies on the dollar. Dude, you are right. Like back in like 2015, all of a sudden you started seeing these like, we dude for a while we thought that what was actually happening was old fashioned money laundering. We thought that maybe like the like some mob some like you know some mobbed up outfit somewhere was just buying these. Abandoned they needed mines. a loser on their taxes. You know what I mean? Yeah. As like a money laundering scheme, because it made yeah. no sense. Why would you buy these mines in like 2000, especially like 2015, 16, when it was just, you know, abysmal, like there was right. no future in it. I guess maybe that's fucking why, dude. Yeah. I bet if you looked hard enough, you'd probably find some of those connections far enough back. Possible. That's fucking nuts. Also interesting, but I can't connect this dot because it's above my pay grade. But if you look at the paper trail of all these old abandoned coal mines, it usually goes back to like Russian and Ukrainian, like former like Soviet petrogarchs. <laughs> I don't know if that has any implications in the you know current sort of uh conflict du jour, but I'd be I interested did. to make that connection if somebody who's smarter than I am could put those together. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, let's see. Okay. At $40,000 a year, it is an extremely competitive entry level salary for the region. Um, uh, Gaurav Budrani, a former Goldman Sachs executive and CEO of prime block said he is prioritizing building operations near energy grids that rely on renewable sources of energy. He also closely tracks which States are offering tax breaks for new operations. His Bitcoin mining firm is building facilities around the Appalachian region and in the Tennessee Valley. So, um, 
All right. So now we get to the part we an old character, an old friend pops back up. I, dude, I found this part of the article highly entertaining, highly interesting. Um, I, let me go pee first, actually, before we get into it. OK, OK. When a whole lot of December's showing in your face. Your auburn hair is faded and silver takes its place. You'll be just as lovely and I'll still be around. And if I can't, I know that I'd still love to lay you down. Lay you down and softly whisper pretty love words in your ear. Lay you down and tell you all the things my woman wants to hear. I let you know how much it means just having you around. Well, darling, how I'd love to lay you down. That was Conway Twitty with lay you down and softly whisper pretty love words in your ear. I'm Tom Sexton. This is 88.7 WMMT FM, the hip hop giant in the mountains. Terrence is peeing, but he'll be, he'll be back shortly. Hopefully if he didn't fall in. Okay. Anyways, um, here we go. Here we are. But Kentucky's efforts to attract Bitcoin mining frustrate businessman Jeff Marietta, the former head of the Chamber of Commerce. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Jeff Marietta's frustrated. Huh? He's frustrated. You will you will now feel the wrath. Be Heads warned. Roll. Heads will roll. A former head of the Chamber of Commerce in Harlan County who runs a small business accelerator. <laughs> what? What? What's the accelerator? The coffee shop? <laughs> of all the bullshit things I have heard in my life, and there have been a lot, my friends. I'm pushing 35. I've heard, I've heard a lot of bullshit out there. And nearly four decades of life. <laughs> I've heard plenty. But small business accelerator. Like it brings to mind like a physical object that you put something into and like a coiled, you know, rotating centrifuge, like spin something. Yeah, like really uh, young Frankenstein or something, you know, like <laughs> and out pops a frozen yogurt stand or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What business do you want to run? And it's like, you know, I don't know. So. It's interesting because so, this gets into like the kind of conflicts within this like just transition framework that, you know, and it could be also that just our boy Marietta here is just being like contrarian or just wants to get in the newspaper, get quoted somewhere, which I think is also likely the case. Right. Um, anyways, I am making a generational... <laughs> Oh, my God. I am making a generational investment in this community. I'm not here to flip Bitcoin, said Marietta, standing in a half-completed brewery he's building in downtown Harlan. <laughs> <laughs> and all the Bitcoin guys are like, bro, 
breweries that's a little uh you know a little yesterday even, even for our standards it's a little dated <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking he got outpaced man they got lapped they got dude. fucking lapped dude imagine when like the guys trying to get on the ground floor and just exploit all the fucking like because these guys could come in and say, you know, I went to such and such school. Give me all your resources and infrastructure or access to them or whatever. And I will promise you I will get this rolling. And then like all the guys that have been like Brandon Smith and them for as much as I can't stand them either. are Like, yeah, bro, actually, we got it from here. Well, dude, what it is, is that like this whole project of the Marietta's because like I kind of. We had talked about them in 2020 because right. they early on in the pandemic, they had had this like, wasn't it a blog post or something that went viral? They were mad. Weren't they mad because some kids spray painted a dick and balls on their sidewalk <laughs> of the coffee shop? Something like that. OK, they might. That might have been the first time we kind of heard from them. The second time was when they were handing out all that stimulus money and small business owners were like, well, they can just pay everybody to stay home. And so we don't have it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was That's the second the, time. You're right, right, right. Now they got beef with the other the other faction of the just transition movement. Yeah, it's fucking crazy that like. This kind of just pairs it down to what their mission really is. And like in their mission, his like you read between the lines of what he's saying. I am making a generational investment in this community. I'm not. Here I named my, all my children after Eastern Kentucky counties. <laughs> God damn it. I demand. <laughs> I want that much service. <laughs> Whatever that's worth. I want that much service. It's like saviors competing against other saviors. It's just like. This guy is the epitome of climb down off the cross, asshole. We need the wood. This whole this scenario is the embodiment of that saying. Like, like we couldn't give a fuck about your humanistic, your humanizing, like civilizing mission here. That is what their whole thing is. It's not to sell coffee or beer in a brewery. It's to make people here have the right ideas. Right, right, right. Yeah. And on the other side of this guy, these guys are just trying to get a payday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why they're winning. Yeah. All That's why Marietta's just... getting lapped. Well, think about the rhetoric, though, right? Like Marietta's, I'm making generational investments. I named my kids uh, Letcher, Harlan, Knox, and Perry. And then these guys are over here like, bitch, we're printing money over here. <laughs> we got the vaporizer. <laughs> we print money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're going by Marietta's coffee shop and just like hey, broke motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they're like 10, 17 brick squad chains on Marietta over there. It's some pleated khakis. Is Patagonia fleece. Yeah. They're like, they're like Marietta ain't got no bitches. This <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker open a brewery. Oh, fucking God damn that. <laughs> Marietta ain't got no bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we got the gasifier, son. What the fuck do you got? Hey, well, hey, hey, yeah. Are you playing? Are you playing with me right now? You go to the gasifier. <laughs> what, what, what a strange end it would be if in a high profile savior beef, Marietta gets thrown in the gasifier and paradoxically, 
is actually his physical form is used to power a Bitcoin operation because he <laughs> fucked with the wrong guys at Martin County. Yes, or they, they had him whacked because they're like him speaking out in this article. These Bitcoin miners are like, nah, dude, like he's fucking with my bag. Like we got to uh, bro, you <laughs> fucking with daddy's paper. <laughs> Hey, we're gonna say we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna send you back to Minnesota as a thousand particles per million. <laughs> a thousand parts per million, bitch. Play play with me. Oh man, just driving by. Marietta ain't got no bitches. Marietta ain't got no bitches. <laughs> Oh, fucking Christ. These guys just drive by rolling, rolling coal every day, playing the OJs for the love of money by his, (laughs) by his little coffee shop. Anna, Anna, Anna. (laughs) Oh my fucking God, dog. Um, Standing in a half completed brewery he is building in downtown Harlan, a few miles from an under construction Bitcoin mine. And then it's got a photo of him standing around in his half completed brewery with a cup of coffee looking like. Um, Marietta, who also opened a cafe and event space, is trying to rehabilitate a downtown dotted with abandoned buildings. Yet while the Bitcoin mine down the road is owned by. Yeah, Addis- you and everybody else, pal. <laughs> It's just like, it's just more fucking whining. It's like, bro, the game is capitalism, motherfucker. There are no morals here. No one cares about your fucking whining. Yeah, everybody's, listen, everybody's, every time anybody like us has like sit here and thrown bricks from the sideline and, and, and like, you know, criticize what you're doing, it's because you're operating in a system that has no law of governing, my man. No. And now you're just sitting and you're getting eaten by it. <laughs> yeah, listen to this. Listen to this. Funny, too, how all these guys want to be the only game in town, though. L- yeah, listen to this. Listen you know what I mean? Like, why is Marietta pissy about Bitcoin? I'll tell you. It's uh, He says, yeah, while the Bitcoin mine down the road is owned by out-of-state investors and will employ less than half of Marietta's payroll, it is paying lower tax rates than the owner of a restaurant or small business in town. That is a sign that the state is prioritizing a quote-unquote volatile asset over solid long-term jobs and small businesses. I mean, again, a brewery is not a solid long-term. Bro, a fucking a fucking small business in Appalachia is the most volatile asset there is. Ninety-seven <laughs> yeah. percent of them fail in the first three years. Yeah, you want you want to talk about like the downtown in the town I live? Like, I have seen. Over the course of the last 10 years, at least like 20 or 30 different small business restaurants come in and out. The only things that have stayed are healthcare industries. They fucking lie. They're, they fill all the vacant offices downtown now. Right. Like that's that's big money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A Kentucky off grid Bitcoin miner who goes by his moniker Hoddle Tarantula <laughs> thinks it is unfair to cast the industry in those terms. There is no limit to the amount of capital that can be extracted from stranded energy now that Bitcoin mining is at play, he said, standing at the side of a mine he has built in the middle of the woods in southeast Kentucky. The small installation, miles from the nearest paved road, draws methane gas from a long abandoned well that Hoddle Tarantula has fixed up with a generator and satellite internet, pumping out more than $20,000 in Bitcoin a month. Hoddle Tarantula, who believes Bitcoin offers people a path to financial freedom, sees off-grid crypto mining as a way for industrious small-timers to get into Bitcoin without having to deal with big banks. 
power companies Bro, or government subsidies. Imagine an episode of The Simpsons where Cletus goes into the to a still in the woods, but it's not making moonshine. It's mining Bitcoin. <laughs> that's what we need to do. That's that's what that coin is. We're yes. going to take an old moonshine still and use it to power Bitcoin. Yes, dude. Dude, yes, because that they're the only actual cool people in this article. The people who are just like hooking it up, but fucking abandoned. Are figuring it out. Yeah, I can respect. <laughs> I can respect that hustle. Like, I'm not going to like do any like weird fucking California city boy bullshit where I'm right. going to hire five guys for peanuts to do this thing. I'm just going to go wildcat it out in the woods by myself <laughs> and see what happens. I like. I respect that. I do too. I do too, dude. And it's probably got like an actual future as i mean i get there were like wild cut cat miners and stuff even yeah, up yeah. to recently there probably still are <clears throat> like coal miners i mean right um when he is not maintaining his own mines he teaches others to set up similar operations we are never going to stop mining he said this is just the beginning so uh anyways i mean just an interesting cast of characters again no i like the article i didn't mean to uh bag on it or anything i just love that it was in the inclusive economies tab on this website (laughs) (laughs) it is an inclusive economy in the strictest Um, sense of the word yes yeah unless you're a small business owner trying to do whack that whack shit that was popular 10 years ago who the fuck cares about it like they're like mocking jeff as they drive by like you're gonna do an axe throwing thing yeah we're gonna do axe throwing yeah 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 (laughs) Uh, yeah, go do some artisanal pizza, Geoff. <laughs> my money, good. My money, real good right now. My money, real good right now. Ten seventeen, squad, bitch. Just pouring five dollar a gallon gasoline off the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, they see they see Geoff at the gas station. They're filling their dualies up. They pull that. They pull the pump out and just start draining it on the ground and looking at him like it don't matter. It don't yeah. matter, Jeff. Need some gas, Jeff? Jeff, you need some car. Hey, pull your car here, Jeff. I'll fill you up. <laughs> Got that gas. We're going yeah. to the gasifier later. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Fucking Christ almighty. Just whining. Just whining. It's just like, dude, I'm this not, is... I'm not here to flip Bitcoin. <laughs> I mark my fucking words. If this really gets uh, like a foothold and actually becomes a thing, Jeff will be all over. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, I've reconsidered it and I think it's the way of the future. Oh, you're exactly right, dude. Give it two years, if that, a year, maybe six months, and he will have yeah. reconsidered it and he'll be into it. Well, at first I wanted to bring axe throwing to the mountains, but, well, it's but now I know it's, it's, it's Bitcoin. <laughs> It is weird, though, because he started off as one of those tech guys, like teach them how to code tech guys. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's interesting that he's well, he, he he's was, like an Ivy League boy, like Bitcoin mining is probably beneath him in some ways. I feel like you're probably right, because like I feel like, you know, I feel like Bitcoin crypto mining is a bit more. Yeah, like you say, a bit more like West Coast tech guy, you know. Guys that graduated from the UC system and shit like that. Right. Whereas, like, you know, the small business, whatever, whatever, is very, like, old school, just business school shit. Well, these, yeah, I think in this case, these guys are, like, missionaries. But for 
like whatever Elizabeth Warren stands for. <laughs> right, right, right. right. I think that I don't, is. I don't know that probably I think we tried to get into it on that one episode. I think they're just kind of like lib, but it's like it's it's like this is the road you chose. Like this is ca- again, this is capitalism. Like this is the road you chose. You don't get to fucking whine. Right. Like this is the this is the rules of the game. Yeah. yeah. If you lose, you're you lose. Like that's right. I don't know. See, this is this is the problem. What happens when you think when you're a capitalist, but you think you're fighting against capitalism, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or and trying to reform just, it or trying to reform it or like or like, yeah, like Liz Warren says, uh, capitalism without rules is theft. Right, 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 right. Uh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Just. I don't know. Just interesting. Well, I, there was another article in the New York Times about how there's nothing good in it, but it's just it's it's interesting to note. Um, it's from like the other day, yesterday, two days ago. Bitcoin miners want to recast themselves as eco friendly, facing intense criticism. The crypto mining industry is ch- trying to change the view that its energy guzzling computers are harmful to the climate. And this is interesting because this article takes place literally in my neck of the woods around Lubbock, like West Texas. I guess like they're saying that they're going to like use wind power to power these facilities. I uh, mean, T Boone Pickens was alive to see it now. <laughs> Is he dead? Did he die? I think he did die. Damn. Rich no more. That's what sucks about being rich. You just you don't get to take any of it with you. Yeah, you can die cool and still be cool, but you can't die rich. You won't be rich after you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no bitches, no money, no bitches, no money. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyways, um, that about covers it for today. You got anything else you want to add? I, I, I've, I've said it all, man. I just. Uh... Yeah, um, down bad. So it felt good to have a laugh at somebody else's expense today. <laughs> you know, ain't that the truth? I I am similarly not doing good at all. And people ask Terrence, why are you so mean on your show? Why do you talk so much shit about other people? And the the answer is that I am miserable. <laughs> yeah, I have to have an outlet for it, and let's. I just don't have the constitution for universal love. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Um, well, anyways, uh, you can go over to Patreon. We had an episode just this past Sunday that critics are calling sensational, phenomenal, um, changed my life. Uh, don't you want to go see what that episode is about? I think you do. It's got Kate Wagner of McMansion Hell, which I know all you guys like to listen to. Because all the comments on the episode say, I love Kate Wagner McMansion Hill. I wish she would start her own podcast. <clears throat> here, was also- a, here was a comment I, I saw that was good. I love the Trillbillies in any mode, but the recent few episodes where you've had guests and been a bit more prepared con- or done a bit more prepared content definitely hit the spot. That's from Alex H. Thanks, Thanks Alex, Alex H. H. Yeah, you know, Sometimes it helps to be prepared. I've been saying it my whole life. I was prepared to be born 
I, I remember all the way back then. You remember getting prepped. I remember to, getting prepped to go through. <laughs> you finally got the call up, young blood. Enjoy this. It's uh, much of it's going to suck, but you'll have some good times. That's right. What? I don't know. I think I'm going to be prepped. <laughs> I like it here. <laughs> Oh man. oh man. Um so featuring Kate Wagner, also featuring Justin Rosniak of the Well There's Your Problem podcast. Um, so I know you want to go check that out. I also need to plug a show that I've not plugged recently and that I need to plug if I could just find the mother fucking goddamn flyer for it. Oh man, dude, I never can find anything. You ever just feel like you're extremely disorganized all the time? I can't hear you. What happened, bro? Oh, do I? It's it's embarrassing. Like I'm never organized. And like I try to get organized and I'm like, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hate this shit. And then so I just give up. Anyways. The what I'm trying to plug and I can't find the find the flyer, so I'm just going to have to pull this one from the depths of my memory. My band has a show. My band tenure has a show on April 2nd at the place that used to be Al's bar or is it still Al's bar? Still Al's bar. Still Al's bar in Lexington, Kentucky. I know you're going to want to come out and check that out. That's kind of a bigger venue, right, Tom? Can like, how many people can you pack in there? Like three or 4,000? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the, yeah, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest venue in Lexington by a mile. <laughs> I think we'll pack it out. I think there's a good chance. I mean, I've heard that they've already sold out all tickets for it. So you could come to an arena style show to four or 5,000 people. Um, here it is. I finally found it. Al's Bar. Um, we are playing with Appalachitari and Slut Pill. And it is $8 or $8. No, it's $5 cover at 8 p.m. at the door, Saturday, April 2nd. Al's Bar, come out. It's, it'll be a good show. Um, you know, first live show. Well, that's not true. We did that show in Nashville a few weeks ago. But first live music show out of Whitesburg for me since the 2020. So I'm excited about it. And you should come out and watch it and invite your friends and have them all pay $5 at the door. Uh, it won't go to a shading bit, shady Bitcoin mining operation, but maybe it will. Maybe Tom and I are going to get into wildcatting. That's right. Dude, I, fuck I, this I, goddamn I, show. Let's just get in a fucking big wild catting. Me and you. Just the the store that people will write songs about us if we do that. Like they gave up a life of podcast. Oh, he was a bit mining man <laughs> down in them Kentucky hills. We'll be like Marks and Angles or uh or, or or just angles or just angles <laughs> <laughs> or angles is dad <laughs> or lewis and clark you know some of the great duos of, of history like um we became outlaws uh like 
Boyd Crowder says, you may be criminals, but that don't make you outlaws. That could be us, dude. It could be actual Boyd Crowder would be all over this wildcatting Bitcoin stuff. 1,000%. Yeah. 1,000%. Damn. All right, that covers it for us. Go go see that show in a couple weeks. When is that? Is that two weeks from tomorrow? Uh, oh, shit, that's right. next weekend. <laughs> damn, that's next weekend. Fuck. I'll be damned. Well, come on out to that show. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody.